Letter twenty one of Letters from Egypt by Lady Lucy Duff Gordon. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. To Mrs. Austin, Cairo, November twenty first, eighteen sixty three. Dearest Mutter, I shall stay on here till it gets colder, and then go up the Nile either in a steamer or a boat. The old father of my donkey boy, Hassan, gave me a fine illustration of Arab feelings towards women to-day. I asked if Abd al-Qadr was coming here, as I had heard. He did not know, and asked me if he were not Akul and Banat, a brother of girls. I, prosaically, said I did not know if he had sisters. The Arabs, O lady, call that man a brother of girls, to whom God has given a clean heart, to love all women as his sisters, and strength and courage to fight for their protection. Omar suggested a thorough gentleman as the equivalent of Abu Hassan's title. Our European gallimaticas about the smiles of the fair, etc., look very mean beside Akul and Banat, methinks. Moreover, they carry it into common life. Omar was telling me of some little family tribulations, showing that he is not a little henpecked. His wife wanted all his money. I asked how much she had of her own, as I knew she had property. Oh, ma'am, I can't speak of that. Shame for me if I ask what money she got. A man married at Alexandria, and took home the daily provisions for the first week. After that he neglected it for two days, and came home with a lemon in his hand. He asked for some dinner, and his wife placed the stool and the tray and the washing-bin and napkin, and on the tray the lemon cut in quarters. Well, and the dinner? Dinner? You want dinner? Where from? What man are you to want women when you don't keep them? I am going to the Cadi to be divorced from you. And she did. The man must provide all provisions necessary for his harem, and if she has money or earns any, she spends it in dress. If she makes him a skullcap or a handkerchief, he must pay her for her work. Tout n'est pas roses, for these eastern tyrants, not to speak of the unbridled license of tongue allowed to women and children. Zeynab hectors Omar, and I cannot persuade him to check her. How I say anything to it, that one child! Of course the children are insupportable, and I fancy the women little better. A poor neighbor of mine lost his little boy yesterday, and came out in the streets, as usual, for sympathy. He stood under my window, leaning his head against the wall, and sobbing and crying till literally his tears wetted the dust. He was too grieved to tear off his turban or to lament in form, but clasped his hands and cried, Yawelid, Yawelid, Yawelid! Oh, my boy, my boy! The bean-seller opposite shut his shop, the dyer took no notice but smoked his pipe. Some people passed on, but many stopped and stood round the poor man, saying nothing but looking concerned. Two were well-dressed cops on handsome donkeys, who dismounted, and all waited till he went home, when about twenty men accompanied him with, with a respectful air. How strange it seems to us to go out into the streets and call on the passers-by to grieve with one! I was at the house of Hekekian Bey the other day, when he received a parcel from his former slave, now the Sultan's chief eunuch. It contained a very fine photograph of the eunuch, whose face, though negro, is very intelligent and of a charming expression, a present of illustrated English books, and some printed music composed by the Sultan, Abid el-Aziz himself. Oh, tempera! Oh, mores! One was a waltz! The very ugliest and scrubbiest of street-dogs has adopted me, like the Irishman who wrote to Lord Lansdowne that he had selected him as his patron, and he guards the house and follows me in the street. 
he is rewarded with scraps, and Sally cost me a new tin mug by letting the dog drink out of the old one, which was used to scoop the water from the jars, forgetting that Omar and Zenub could not drink after the poor beast. Monday. I went yesterday to the port of Cairo, Bulak, to see Hassanain Effendi about boats. He was gone up the Nile, and I sat with his wife, a very nice Turkish woman who speaks English to perfection, and heard all sorts of curious things. I heard the whole story of an unhappy marriage made by Leila, my hostess's sister, and much Cairo gossip. Like all Eastern ladies that I have seen, she complains of indigestion, and said she ought to go out more to walk, but custom e contra il nostro decoro. Mr. Thayer will be back in Egypt on December 15th, so I shall embark about that time, as he may want his house here. It is now a little fresh in the early morning, but like fine English summer weather. Tuesday. Since I have been here my cough is nearly gone, and I am better for having good food again. Omar manages to get good mutton, and I have discovered that some of the Nile fish is excellent. The abyad, six or eight feet long and very fat, is delicious, and I am told there are still better. The eels are delicate and good, too. Maurice might hook an abyad, but how would he land him? The worst is that everything is just double the price of last year, as of course no beef can be eaten at all, and the draught oxen being dead makes labor dear as well. The high Nile was a small misfortune compared to the Moran. There is a legend about it, of course. A certain Sheikh el-Belid, burgomaster of some place, not mentioned, lost his cattle, and being rich defied God, and said he did not care, and bought as many more, they died too, and he was continued impenitent and defiant, and bought on till he was ruined, and now he is sinking into the earth bodily, though his friends dig and dig without ceasing night and day. It is curious how like the German legends the Arab ones are. All those about wasting bread wantonly are almost identical. If a bit is dirty, Omar carefully gives it to the dog. If clean, he keeps it in a drawer for making bread-crumbs for cutlets, not a bit must fall on the floor. In other things they are careless enough, but das liebe Brod is sacred. Vida Grimm's Deutsches Sagen. I am constantly struck with resemblances to German customs. A fellow wedding is very like the German Baron Hochzeit, firing of guns and display of household goods, only on a camel instead of a cart. I have been trying to get a teacher of Arabic, but it is very hard to find one who knows any European language, and the consular dragoman asks four dollars a lesson. I must wait till I get to Thebes, where I think a certain young Said can teach me. Meanwhile I am beginning to understand rather more, and to speak a very little. Please direct me to Briggs and Company at Cairo. If I am gone, the letters will follow up the river. End of letter 21. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.